Now, how do we recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How do we know our ilah? Look at what He has created. Look at what He has given us. So in the next ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions some signs in the creation. إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Indeed, in the khalq, in the creation of the skies and the earth. As-samawat is a plural of sama. And sama is sky. What we see above us. Not the ceiling, the blue sky. That is the sama. And here we learn that there are samawat. There isn't just one sama, there are several samawat. How many are there? Sab'a samawat, remember? Seven skies. And we see the lowest one, the first one, the sama'a dunya. Now, what exactly are the skies above that? We don't know because we can't even go there. The Prophet ﷺ was taken there, but we cannot go there while we are alive. So here, in the creation of the skies and the earth, what does it mean by this? In the creation of the skies and the earth. Meaning in how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the skies and how He created the earth. The manner in which He brought them into existence. Because there was a time when the skies and the earth were not there. This earth did not exist. It was not there. So who brought it into existence? Who created it? Who did? Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Your ilahu wahid, Allah. He brought it into existence. So in their creation. And then also, in the khalq of the samawat wal-ard also means that in how they are, in how they exist. How is the sky so high above us that we can barely reach it? How is the sky? Like if you looked out the window and look at the sky, what do you see? What do you see in the sky right now? Those of you who can look out the window. Okay, you see clouds. What else do you notice in the sky? How is it? Okay, it's color. Is it always this color, blue? No. Does the color change? How is the color at sunrise or at sunset? It's different, right? And the color keeps changing as the day goes by, doesn't it? What else do you notice in the sky? What about its size? What about its vastness? How big is it? How huge is it? How deep is it? That no matter how high you go, there is always more space above you. No matter how far you go, there is always more distance in front of you. So look at how vast the sky is, how humongous this thing is, and how there is so much In the sky also. I mean, the earth is not small. But what does the earth look like compared to the sun? Have you ever seen those pictures? The sun compared to the earth. What does the earth look like? Like a speck almost. Isn't it? And what does the sun look like in the Milky Way? You can barely notice it. And what does the Milky Way look like in space? So tiny. So who created the samawat with all their wit and their size and their beauty and everything that is within them? And how the sky is also flawless. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an that look to the sky again and again. Do you see any rifts in the sky? Any crack? Rift is like a crack or a breakage where something is broken. You know, for example, if you were to look up at this ceiling above you, do you see any flaws? Water damage, isn't it? Some tiles look kind of old and weak. Right? There's always a problem in man-made structures. The sky that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, it's flawless. So, إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ And look at the amazing order within the skies also. What amazing order there is. That how the moon is on its course, the earth is on its course, the sun is on its course, all the planets are on their course, in their orbits. إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ The creation of the earth also. Whatever is on the earth also. I mean, if you start listing that, there will be no end to it. But the amazing thing about the earth is that look at how fast it's moving, constantly changing, and look at what's inside of it, and yet we can sit on it so comfortably. We can live on it peacefully. It's stable. Has it ever happened that you feel carsick? Do you ever feel car sick? Or do you know somebody who gets car sick? What happens to them? They cannot go on long drives. They cannot sit in the back. Isn't it? If you are braking too much or if you are you know, changing your speed too much while driving, they have a problem with that. Isn't it? Sometimes you're reading in the car and what happens? You get car sick. Just because the car is moving. You cannot read or sometimes you cannot eat. People react differently. The earth is constantly moving. But do we feel that movement? Do we feel it? No, we don't. We're not earth sick. That because the earth is moving, we feel sick. No, that's how we live. That's how we survive. So how the earth has been made, that it's stable, it's a home for us, that we can exist on it. It supports life and with all of that, it's also beautiful. So, إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Then, وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ The second thing that's mentioned over here is the alternation of the night and the day. This word اختلاف is from خَالَامْ فَا And اختلاف, it means two things. Firstly, it means difference. So how the night and the day are different from each other. How are they different? How are the night and the day different from each other? If you had a picture of the night and a picture of the day, and it said, spot the differences, what differences would you find? Okay, the color of the sky, first of all. One has light and the other does not have light. The presence and absence of light, right? This is one difference. What else? Okay, so in the daytime there is the sun, and in the nighttime there is the moon. The light is different. Go ahead. Okay. In the night you see stars and in the day you don't. Anything else? Yes. The busyness of the day and the calmness of the night. Right? It's such a huge difference. Sometimes it happens that during the day you want to sleep. But then the light does not let you sleep. And sometimes you can even get those, you know, shutters and put something on your eyes to make sure that the light is completely blocked off. But still you cannot sleep because of what? The noise of the people. 
whether it is their honking or their driving or their screaming or their talking or their working in their factories or whatever it is, the noise does not allow you to sleep. What else? How else do they differ? Okay, the temperature also changes. Usually, for example, in deserts, the daytime is very hot, but the nighttime is actually very cool. So the temperature also changes. Do your feelings change? Yeah? What happens during the day? You know, the light, it affects you, right? So the light kind of makes you more active. But in the nighttime, the darkness kind of slows you down. Okay, the second meaning of the word ikhtilaf is there is succession. When one comes after the other. When one comes after the other. So what happens? Ikhtilaf of the night and the day is the succession of the night and the day. Meaning, when the night goes, what comes? The day. But the day is not here to stay. The day is also going to move on, followed by the night, which is going to be followed by the day. Meaning, this schedule is so predictable. It's so predictable. You know that the night will come to an end. And you know that the day will come to an end. And how the night slowly comes, it's not like all of a sudden lights out. Does it ever happen with you? That somebody just comes into your room and turns the light off? Actually the other way maybe. That you're sleeping and somebody comes and turns the lights on. Right in your face. How does that feel? How does that feel? When you're sleeping and somebody comes and opens up the shutters and the light is coming straight to your face, how does that feel? It's upsetting. I know people who get so upset if you turn the light on or if you open the shutters, they'll start yelling at you. I hope you're not one of them. But people are like that because it's so upsetting. But look at how naturally, slowly the night comes in or the day comes in how slowly these huge changes happen and we don't even feel it. That sometimes it's amazing. You look out the window and you're like, huh, it's so dark. You look out the window and you're like, huh, it's so bright already. So this change is so comfortable. It happens in such a subtle way that it doesn't disturb us. So who would do this? Someone who is very merciful on us. Isn't it? The person who comes in the middle of the night and turns the lights on, is he being merciful to you? No. They're not being merciful. Because they come and they're like, well, you know what? Wake up. Grow up and wake up right now. This instant. I don't care if you were in deep sleep, what kind of sleep you were in, whether you were dreaming or what. I want to go do my stuff so you wake up right this instant. And I don't care about your comfort. I'm going to turn the lights on. It's very rude. It doesn't show rahmah. It doesn't show mercy. But look at the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every night and every day, every night and every day, as these changes happen, they happen so softly, so easily, that we don't get disturbed by them. If He wanted, He could have made the changing of the night and the day sudden. Just as the lights on and off, like a light switch. If he wanted, he could have done that. But it's because of his mercy and kindness towards us that he has made this so easy on us. If he wanted, the night could last forever. Imagine if we had no daytime. Just imagine, always dark. Or imagine if it was the other way around. 
where the day was permanent, life would become difficult. You know, for example, people who are kidnapped and like put in cellars or like people who are captured and put in dungeons. What's the worst thing about these underground cellars and dungeons? There is no daylight. And that itself is torture. When there is no daylight. So look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy on us. That He has made the night and the day different from each other. So we have this variety. And the transition of the night and the day is also so gentle on us. Because He is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Then after this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَالْفُلْكِ الَّتِي تَجْرِي فِي الْبَحْرِ And the ships that sail in the sea. Tajri is from Jim Raya. We have done this word earlier. And Bahr is sea. So the ships that sail in the sea. I mean, that itself is mercy. Imagine if there was no way for us to cross water. If the only way was to swim, we couldn't make it to the other side ever. North America maybe would not have been discovered. It's possible. So ships that sail on water, that is also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. بِمَا يَنْفَعُ nas. These ships carry what benefits people. Ships carry what benefits people. Meaning we can use ships for transportation. And if this transportation through sea was not made possible for us, life would be very difficult. Guess how much of world trade is carried by sea? 75? No. 90%. 90% of world trade is carried by sea. Meaning your clothes that you wear, that come from different parts of the world, especially Asia, how do they come here? Through planes? Sometimes, but that can be very expensive. Through road? No. That would take very long. So how do companies or different businesses import and export? How? Through the sea. Shipments. And if that was not made possible for us, life would really be very difficult. Food is transported. Clothing, different equipment, things that you use around the house. You know, for example, you see something and it says, printed in China, for example, or made in China. That's something that we see a lot. Or manufactured in Bangladesh, made in Cambodia, things like that. So when you see that, don't just look at where it was made. Also appreciate the fact that it was brought to you here. It was brought to you here. That is also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. وَالْفُلْكِ الَّتِي تَجْرِي فِي الْبَحْرِ بِمَا يَنْفَعُ النَّاسِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مِنْ مَاءٍ And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down from the sky of water. Meaning, the water that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down from the sky. And what is that water? How does it come? In the form of? Rain, of course. Sometimes also in the form of hail and snow, etc. It's all water, right? Just coming to us in different forms. 
But then this water, especially rain water, as it falls to the earth, what happens? فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا أَحْيَا أَحْيَا He brings back to life. Ahya is from hayat. Hayat is life. And ihya is to revive something. To give life to what was dead. So the earth was dead. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings it to life. How? By sending rain on it. What's the death of the earth? Hmm? What's the maut of the earth? Go ahead. That's not death of the earth. That's qiyama. What does death mean? Think of a plant. Okay? Think of a plant. And somebody says, this plant is dead. Hmm? Throw it away. What does it mean? Why do you call it dead? Why do you call it dead? Any plant experts, plant lovers here? Hmm? Exactly. When it's not growing anymore. It's wilted. The leaves have fallen. It's all dried up, shriveled. No good. There's no color, no life. Nothing like that. So the death of the earth is the barrenness of the earth. When the earth is barren. What does it mean by barren? Meaning there's nothing growing on it. Because when there's nothing growing on earth, there's no plants, what does it mean? There can be no insects, there can be no animals or birds over there. Because they cannot live anymore, there's no food over there, so they have to leave. So this is referring to, the earth that is dead is referring to the earth that is barren. That's lifeless. There is nothing growing on it, nothing living on it. But the same earth, what happens to it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings it to life. With what? With rain. One rainfall, and that same piece of land, what happens to it? It starts growing stuff. It turns green. It has different types of plants. And as there is different types of plants, there is also different forms of life. There is insects, there is birds, there is animals. So, فَأَحْيَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا Isn't this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy upon us? You know, we can water our plants as much as we want. And yes, that makes a difference. But rain makes the most difference. You know how and why? Because when you give water yourself, Sometimes you forget also. Sometimes you give a little too much to one plant and very little to another. You don't water it properly. Maybe you'll water the roots, but you won't wash the leaves. Right? But when rain falls, it doesn't spare anything. It falls on the leaves and the ground and the roots. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revives the earth after its death through rain. And then, وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِن كُلِّ دَابَّةٍ that he has spread in the earth every kind of creature. Batha is from Bathatha. And Batha is to scatter something. Imagine a person like a farmer with a bag full of seeds. He takes a handful and then he just scatters them. He just throws them. So where do they go? Everywhere. They scatter. It's impossible to control them. Have you ever dropped dry rice? The other day I was opening a bag of rice and so much of the rice just you know fell on the ground and i felt like crying because i had just cleaned up the floor and the rice was scattered everywhere everywhere and it went under the oven and under the dishwasher and under my socks and you know everywhere it travels everywhere 
So this is Batha. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala scattered on the earth min kulli dabba. What is dabba? Dabba is a living creature. Dabba is from dalbaba and dabba yadubu is to move, to crawl. So dabba is a creature that can move by itself. It's not just a living creature, it's a creature that can move by itself. You see, when we study about living creatures, we think that living creatures are plants and animals and birds, insects, etc. Right? But the word dabba is used for a creature that moves by itself. So plants are not included in this definition. Alright? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has scattered all over the earth different types of creatures. What does this mean? That no matter where you go on this planet, what will you find? What will you find? Some kind of creature. Is that so? Is that so? What about in a deep, dark, underwater cave? Do creatures live there? Yeah? What about somewhere deep in the ocean, in the midst of a bursting hot water spring or something like that? Are there creatures over there also? Yes. What about the Arctic? Hmm? What about places where in the winter the temperature is like minus 80 degrees? Yes. Places like where the temperature is minus 40 degrees. Or places where the temperature can be plus 80 degrees. Are there creatures there? Yes. Okay. What about inside your very clean house? Are there creatures there? Yes. And sometimes it's amazing. You're like, how, how did they get here? Where do they live? I want to get rid of them. But where are they coming from? You open up a bag, you open up a box. And what do you see? Spiders crawling out. Like, how did they get there? How do they live in that darkness? How? Because, وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِن كُلِّ دَابَّ Allah has scattered all over the earth different types of creatures. This is also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. You know why? Because where different creatures live, it means that people can also live there. Hmm? You know, for example, if you go into the basement and you find spiders, what does that mean? Spiders are eating something, right? Otherwise, they couldn't live there. What exactly are they eating? Something that could bite you? Or something that could eat your stuff that you've stored down there? Isn't it? So, in a way, they're a good thing. It's good to have them in your basement, in a way. I'm not saying have a spider colony or something like that, like, you know keep them in your basement. I'm just giving you an example of if a creature can survive somewhere, whether it's a spider or a bug or whatever, that means that you can also live there. You can also survive there. Or there's some benefit in it for you. وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِن كُلِّ دَابَّ This is why we see that people live all over the earth. People can live anywhere on this earth. وَبَثَّ فِيهَا مِن كُلِّ دَابَّ Then another thing, the next thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَتَصْرِيفِ الرِّيَاحِ And the changing of the winds. Tasrif is from صَادْرَفَ صَرَّفَ يُصَرِّفُ التصريف is to change something, meaning to take something, change it and then bring it back in another way. 
So what happens? Sometimes the wind blows, it's extremely cold and chilly. And then what happens? It stops and after some time the wind blows again. And how is it? Nice and breezy, comforting. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it's extremely fast. The wind is not always the same. Correct? It's not always the same. It changes. The temperature changes. The speed changes. And with that, you know, it affects the overall temperature, humidity, etc. Sometimes wind brings rain. Sometimes it brings disaster. So who causes all of these changes to happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَتَصْرِيفِ riyah. This is also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy on us. You know, there are some fans whose speed you cannot adjust. So either you just turn them on or off. Or at least there were fans like that when I was little. There was an on and off switch. That's it. Now there are fans, you can adjust their speed. You can make them fast or slow. And then you also have the air conditioners. So with the fan, you can also adjust the temperature. But imagine if the wind always blew at the same speed with the same temperature. Life would be boring. It would be difficult. Then the next thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions was sahabil musakhar. And the clouds that are subjected, controlled. Musakhar, seen khara, to subject something to a certain task, to perform a certain role, meaning when it's not given any choice. So the clouds that are subjected, where? Baina sama'i wal ard, between the sky and the earth. Meaning the clouds are suspended somewhere between the sky and the earth. They cannot go so far high above that all the water of the earth turns into clouds and the clouds just drift away somewhere in space and then we're left without water. Can that happen? No. They are musakhar between the sky and the earth. They cannot go past a certain limit. Likewise, clouds are not such that they will come down all the way to where we are on the earth so that we cannot even see each other. So, وَالسَّحَابِ الْمُسَخَّرِ بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ In all of these things, there are لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْقِلُونَ Look at the verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In all of these things, there are surely ayat. Ayat is a plural of ayah. And what does ayah mean? Verse, but not just verse. It also means a sign or a proof. An evidence, something that directs you. Also, ayah is used for a miracle or a lesson. So in all of these things are lessons for who? لِقَوْمِ يَعْقِلُونَ For people who they use aql. For people who understand. For people who think. Because there are many people who see all of these things that are mentioned in this ayah. They see the sky, they see the earth, they see the clouds, they see the rain. They see all of that. And they also study why these things are the way they are. Why is the wind blowing from this direction? And why are the clouds up there? And why and how does this creature survive in this habitat? Right? They will study all of that. But then they don't get any lesson, any benefit. The lesson and benefit is for who? For people who truly understand. That when they see all of these things, they think who made it? And how he made it? 
and why He made it. And who is that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we reflect on these signs, what do we learn? What are the ayat? What do we learn from all of these signs? First of all, we learn about the perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That how powerful, how able He is that He has made all of this. Are we able to make anything like this? No. I mean, we try to make many things, but whatever we make has its flaws, has its imperfections, has its harmful side. Have you ever tried to read the warnings that come with, for example, a medication or a test or anything? There comes a huge disclaimer and they scare you. But whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made, all of this is for our benefit. So when we see all of these things, what do we realize? The power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How perfectly, absolutely, completely capable He is. Secondly, what we realize is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of Everything. Because if He has created the sky and the earth, and even the clouds are under His control, and the wind is in His control, and He put the different creatures in different places, and He is providing them, ensuring that they live, what does it mean? He has control over everything. We also have control, but our control is limited. Like for example, if you try to do any gardening over the summer, or if you tried to look after some plants over the summer, did you face any failures? I did. I had a couple of cucumber plants and I was trying to fix one and I didn't even realize I actually uprooted it. I killed it myself, basically. And then while planting them, some of the plants were put so close together because they were so tiny at the beginning, right? But then as they grow, they spread so some of the plants overpowered others, deprived them of light and etc. So the smaller ones or the ones that weren't getting enough sunlight died. We don't have control over these things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of everything. So then what does it mean? Who should we worship? Who should we worship? Allah. Anyone else along with Allah? Never. Because when Allah alone has made all of this and is looking after all of this and is in control of all of this, then what does it mean? We should surrender to Him. We should submit to Him. So back to the same lesson that wa ilahukum ilahun wahidun. Your God is only one God. La ilaha illahu. And then when you see all that He has created, you also realize that He is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. He is the most merciful. So trust Him and surrender to Him. وَإِلَٰهُكُمْ إِلَٰهٌ وَاحِدٌ لَا إِلَٰهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ الرَّحِيمُ في خلق السماوات والأرض واختلاف الليل والنهار والفلك التي تجري في البحر بما ينفع الناس وما أنزل الله من السماء من ماء 